in this episode. The the whole binary is 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 garbage, and uh, there's so many places where folks can be uh, anywhere along that, and every single point on that line is valid. Now that's the wonderful Krista Orso, a crossdresser living in New York, talking a bit about the gender binary, but we also discussed some other incredible things he's doing for the month of December in this special Dress-Sember Curious Conversation with me, Giselle Mirasol. This is episode 79 of the Cross Yas podcast. So, you ready for another Curious Conversation? Yas! Yas, yas, yas! Yas, 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 yas! Cross Yas Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas! Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast podcast that still says yas to everything cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender-related. My name is Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. You can find more behind-the-scenes stuff, ways you can support the podcast, and a bunch of bonus content by going to our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. That's www.crossyaspodcast.com. And if you're like Chris in this episode, and you have a story you want to share because it's cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender-related, but you're wondering, hmm, can I share this story with someone? Well, you know me and you know the podcast. The answer to your question is allowed. Frickin' Yes! Reach out to me and talk to your girl, Giselle. Email me, Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can tweet me at crossyas, or you can DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast. Also, if you didn't hear yet, we have a Discord, which is a way you can talk to us and meet other crossyas listeners by going to the crossyaspodcast.com website where you can find the Discord link there and you can talk to us. I'm looking forward to hearing from everyone. Happy holidays, everyone. I am back with a sort of surprise curious conversation because originally I was going to have another curious conversation here with uh, the adult baby diaper lover listener, but don't worry, I'll still have that episode released on December 19th. But a lovely cross yas listener by the name of Krista Orso, who just reached out maybe, I don't know, less than a week ago and asked if they could be on the podcast. Well, I'm so glad I did. I said, sure. And Chris, I found out, is a wonderful cross-dresser who is using his cross-dressing for good. Not that there are cross-dressers who use their cross-dressing for evil. You're quasi-evil. You're semi-evil. You're the margarine of evil. You're the Diet Coke of evil. Just one calorie, not evil enough. But Chris is cross-dressing for the month of December to bring awareness to a special foundation called Dressember, which is a foundation that helps to raise money to fight against and end human trafficking. We talk more about Dressember in our little chat, but the rest of the chat, which I know you'll find enlightening as well, it's just a brilliant conversation about Chris's life with cross-dressing and really how truly exquisite he is as a person and a father. You'll see what I mean. I typically wait to release my curious convos, but I really believe in Chris's cause and what Dressember is all about, so I'm super ecstatic to release this episode so quickly. But no more waiting, here's episode 79 and my curious conversation with the beautiful and magnificent Chris D'Orso. Happy listening, everyone. Well, welcome. Uh, are we going with Chris? Yep. Yeah, that's me. All right. Well, welcome, Chris, to the Cross Yas podcast. It is super cool to be here. Uh, well, it's super cool to have you. Um, what brings you to the Cross Yas podcast? Oh, so uh, I'll give you sort of the the long version, I guess. Uh, the, the month of uh, December, actually, I'm going to take a step back. So I, I have a bunch of friends who did uh, Movember, which is uh, where you grow a mustache out for the month of, no- of November. 
uh, in an effort to raise money and awareness for uh, cancer-based charities. And it's fantastic. Uh, and usually uh, I have, a, well, I wouldn't necessarily call it a mustache and beard, but usually I have lazy shaving is what I have. Uh, and so I figured uh, Movember was all fine and good. Um, but uh, as that sort of came to the end, I stumbled across uh, a charity called Dressember, which is a charity based out on the West Coast of uh, the U.S., They're based in Portland, uh, and they raise money throughout the year, but particularly in the month of December, to combat and to uh, raise awareness and to provide help for victims of trafficking. And so I uh, stumbled across this, and the challenge is basically to wear a dress every day for the month of December and uh, get friends and, and colleagues and family members to donate. And so uh, I stumbled across this, and as someone who uh, has uh, cross-dressed for Halloween and for drag shows and uh, has always really enjoyed it, I said, you know what? This would be a really fun thing to do. And so uh, having kind of thrown myself out there and gotten such a great response, uh, I said, you know what? I wonder if there are uh, other folks out there who uh, who are are like me, who are are you know interested in the same kinds of things and and would be supportive uh, of this kind of an effort. And uh, I stumbled across the the Cross Yas part podcast, and uh, after listening to a couple episodes, I said, "Wow!" I said, "There's there's a really uh, a, a thriving community out there, and uh, it's uh, it's folks who I think." Uh, would probably want to want to hear and want to want to know more. Did this cause you to become a public crossdresser, or have you been publicly crossdressing in the past? And this has just been an added thing. I have, uh, like probably many of you who are listening, uh, been crossdressing for years. And uh, for me, I, I, my, I first publicly crossdressed several years ago at Halloween. And uh, with full support of my wife and kids, and it was really, really great. And I uh, had a wonderful experience and got a really great response. And then uh, you know, a couple of years later, I was working at a, a college at the time, uh, and the LGBT student group every year does a, a, a drag show fundraiser. And they always ask for faculty and staff, uh, celebrity queens, if you will, I'm using air quotes there. And they asked me to be one of their celebrity queens. And uh, that was probably the scariest thing I've ever done, uh, standing up on stage in front of a couple hundred students and friends and colleagues, because I feel like, uh, you know, Halloween is one thing, uh, but when you're really throwing yourself out there on stage, that is a whole different ball of wax. And, um, but it was really a lot of fun. And I learned that uh, there's way more support out there than I think anyone realizes. And I had folks reach out to me, uh, friends uh, who, uh, who knows, might be listening uh, now because uh, I think that there's the, uh, as I said, a larger community than I think anybody really realizes. Uh, and so, you know, this just was just an opportunity to, uh, to sort of just step outside the comfort zone a little bit. Uh, and I think, you know, my, my fundraising page for Dress Ember, uh, 
they call it uh, busting gender norms and saving lives because I've always thought, I've always understood that there's uh, some sort of line and how big that line is between, uh, you know, folks who are cisgender, heterosexual, uh, you know, and, and dress in the clothing to which they are traditionally uh, associated with. Uh, and then there's, there's cross-dressers are somewhere in the middle, uh, you know, and then there's folks who are uh, fully presenting as trans uh, and fully identifying as trans and, and are, are publicly uh, transgendered. And I think the spectrum, I've learned so much just about the spectrum of gender and sexuality and how uh, that there really is the, the, the whole binary is, is, is garbage. And uh, there's so many places where folks can be uh, anywhere along that. And every single point on that line is valid. And every single point on that line is real. Uh, and it's not even a line, it's a, a big blob, I guess. Uh, but for me, this month was twofold. You know, one, to you know, raise money for a charity that could use the help because all charities need help right now. Uh, and two, to kind of give some gender norms a little run because I'm not doing hair and makeup every day. I'm just wearing a dress. Uh, it's just clothes uh, like anything else. And uh, again, I've just, I've been really thrilled with the response publicly and privately, and it's really been great. Yes, yes. Everything, everything you say. I love it. I love it. The binary is garbage, the whole big blob. Yes. Like it's, it's so true. It's so true. For you yourself, though, how do you personally identify and how did you come to terms with it if you have come to terms with it? I am uh, very much a, a heterosexual cisgender male. I think I I generally fall very close to to all that side of of any spectrum you can think of. Um, I'm happily married. I've been happily married for for 20 years. Uh, got kids. Uh, got a job. You know all the sort of standard trappings of suburban life. But there's nothing wrong with with wearing a dress once in a while. I think that's uh, where I find myself uh, right now. And I think there's. Uh, like I reached, uh, uh, you know, in poking around Instagram and whatnot, uh, you know, there's a story hit, I guess it was a couple of months back, uh, about a guy in Germany who has a thriving Instagram presence, uh, and he just wears skirts and heels every day, uh, and he's bald, and he just does his thing, and that is, like, that's totally cool. Uh, now am I going to Come January 1st, be wearing skirts to work? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, just the fact that you can take even this month of time and uh, just do something different, uh, I think has really been empowering for me uh, and hopefully for other folks too. Yes, yes. I, I, I mean, I'm going to share your story. I, I probably even released this before the end of the month for people to support you and support the December movement. Um, I do have to ask a question, though, like, you're happily married, and you live sub the suburban life. Does your wife know? Do your kids know that you cross dress? And if they do, like, have they taken it? And if they don't, um, I'm sure they do. But how? how... Yeah, it's too late now. Yeah. Yeah. How is that? It's been great. Uh, I think, you know, before I did this, the, the Dress Ember, 
the first thing I did once I set up the page was I sent it to my wife and I said, hey, uh, do you think this would be cool if I did this? Knowing full well that there's the holidays and everything else that goes into the month of December. And uh, I would not have done this without her support. I think what, you know, the, 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 what she provides, that, that grounding is so very, very important. Um, the, uh, my kids have been enormously supportive. Um, my, uh, my son, uh, it, it seems like uh, a battle who's more woke uh, when it comes to like Instagram posting and whatnot. He is uh, very much a, a very, very strong supporter of uh, the LGBTQ community uh, with his friends. And I mean, he's a theater kid. So, you know, it's, it's very much a part of his life, which is great. Uh, and again, having their support is really absolutely everything. And I think it's also been great to, for them to see now in a time of COVID, it's not like we're walking around the mall and, and doing all the things that we would usually theoretically do uh, this time of year. But, you know, we have gone to the store and we have gone out. And I think that the two things that uh, I've been really, really conscious of, uh, you know, you're going to get looks. I'll tell you that. I've gotten plenty of looks from folks. Um, we're in a, a relatively liberal city, which is wonderful. But uh, I'm sure folks have, have you know, are, are whispering and whatnot. Um, I make eye contact with everybody. Uh, and I say hello and I smile. I mean, theoretically, there's a mask on, but I smile and, and uh, I uh, acknowledge. And the, res the actual response from folks has been great. Uh, you know, even just yesterday, my wife and I were out and uh, we ran into a, a young couple in the parking lot. And uh, they both had like blue hair and like they were clearly uh, uh, very like they clearly got it. And uh, the young woman said, she's like, oh, my God, I love your skirt. And I said, thanks so much. Uh, and it's just an opportunity to uh, to just be uh, to be public. Uh, and I think for my kids to see that has been great um, because I really do think that this generation of young people is growing up very, very differently than we did in the 80s and 90s where uh, you know, no one talked about this stuff and, you know, it was played for a laugh on TV or in the movies or whatever. And uh, it, that's, I feel like that's not the world that they're growing up in, which I think is great. And society takes time, change is hard, but I think we're going to see, uh, and we have seen, and we're going to continue to see the, the, the next generation of folks coming up uh, viewing gender and gender expression uh, very, very differently than we did at that point in our lives. And I know I've got a couple of years on you, so I'll say my life at that point in my life. Um, to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to be rude, but you're not supposed to ask a lady this question, but how old are you for the cross? Yes. <laughs> well, see, that's a, see, being a cisgender hetero male, I am totally not offended by that. I'm 44. Ah, uh, you're you're still youngin, still youngin. You're still you're still alive and kicking. It's it's perfectly fine. <laughs> so you know you talked about um you know you got plenty of looks and you know that that comes with the classic crossdresser question, crossdressing male or 
you know, someone who wants to present as the opposite gender, if you will, um, how important is passing to you? I think for me in this situation right now, like zero, like I'm walking out there in, you know, unshaven with just my big bald head sticking out there. So I don't think anyone looks at me right now during this month uh, and says, oh, uh, is that uh, a man or a woman? Or, or I think that that's pretty obvious. I think it's more, it's it, or is definitely, uh, hey, why is that guy wearing a dress? And so I was at the grocery store uh, a week ago, and uh, I was in the frozen food section just doing my thing. And uh, there was a little old lady, and I could tell that she wanted to say something. Like, she clearly wanted to say something. And uh, so finally, uh, you know, so I sort of, wandered closer to her uh, in the guise of looking for something. Uh, and she said, excuse me. She said, uh, I just want to say I love your boots. Because I was wearing uh, little shoes at the time. Uh, and I said, oh, I said, I really appreciate that. Uh, and so I actually took a couple seconds to tell her about why I was doing it and, and raising funds and whatever. And so I think it's not about passing for me. It's at least, you know, for this month, it's about you know, just going out there and saying, hey, uh, it's okay to wear what you want to wear and just be comfortable. Uh, and I think that's a baby step in the direction of, hey, this person, uh, you know, air quotes again, looks like a guy in a dress or not. And it's not unusual and shouldn't be unusual it's, it's, it's just clothes, you know, it's, it's just, just don't go to target naked. As long as you're not going to target naked, uh, I don't really care what you're wearing. Uh, so I think that's, it, it's not necessarily about passing for me. Uh, it's about, uh, just being myself. Don't give me any ideas about going naked to target. Cause I will do it to make a point. <laughs> That I, I I I take no responsibility whatsoever. Well, so the so the, and the so the other half of this, the other sort of piece that that uh, helped trigger this was a, a blog post from Hannah McKnight, who I follow, who is uh, part of the one of the Minnesota Tea Girls and is a, a cross-dressing icon on the internet. Uh, and she had posted a month ago or so, uh, talking about like specifically that, like uh, you know, do you wear a skirt in guy mode or you go to the grocery store or whatever. Um, and, you know, she talked about the importance of passing and, you know, when she's Hannah, she's Hannah. And when she's not, she's not. And, um, you know, she's not trying to change the world. She's just trying to, to, to be herself. And, you know, I sort of thought about that um, because you know, I don't know how to do makeup. Like that's, that's a skill. I, I just don't have the times that I've done uh, drag. I've always had someone do it. I mean, I haven't more than once sat in a mall uh, makeup chair uh, and, and had my makeup done, uh, which uh, is not the uh, cheapest way uh, to, to do such things. I will tell you that. Um, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's just not a skill that I've, I've ever developed. So it sort of got me to thinking about, you know, okay, so what if you wear a skirt to Target? Like, okay, like who cares? I remember there was a guy uh, who I went to college with who wore a skirt every day. And 
uh, you know, once you get past the initial, again, this was the mid nineties, but once you get past the initial, Oh, Hey, uh, that's Joe. He wears a skirt every day. Uh, like it's, it's just Joe. He wears a skirt every day. It really doesn't matter. And I think it's really, again, it goes back to just, uh, you know, be who you are and, and be comfortable in your own skin. You have this like brand new confidence, whether it's from December or just being you, like there's a lot of closeted cross-dressers out there who are afraid, who don't want to come out and public or even dress up or come out to their wives or significant others about their cross-dressing. What, what can you say about to that or to those people who have, you know, who are so scared or who are still so closeted? What, what kind of advice that clearly you've done it more publicly and for December, like what can, you know, you offer them or tell them? I think, you know, and this ties into, you know, what you talked about on the last podcast about, you know, whether there's a right time and, and waiting till the right time. And I think folks who I have, spoken with, uh, you know, just in the last 10 days as we're recording this in early December, uh, and, you know, after Halloween and after the drag shows and things like that, um, folks who have reached out to me privately, um, I've always said, like, you have to live your own truth, uh, and your, your truth is valid and your truth is, is important. And so I do understand that, you know, not everyone will have, may have a supportive spouse or, uh, you know, I've talked to folks who have younger kids and, you know, when, when your kid is, is in elementary school, uh, I can understand that fear of, because kids can be assholes, uh, you know, like, oh, that's uh, little Billy, uh, his dad wears a dress. Uh, and, and, and no one wants to subject their kids to that. And no one wants to subject the, the, the people they love and their, their spouse and, and to, uh, ridicule publicly or privately or whatever. And so, uh, that's why I say, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is the support of my family because that's, you know, they've, they've been really, really important to me. And what's, you know, sort of to, to tangent a little bit, you know, the fact that my family outside of my, my immediate family, that my sisters and my, my in-laws have all donated to the cause. Like they've all been really, really supportive. Uh, and my friends have been supportive, which has been really, really wonderful. So I think, again, it ties in with, you know, 2020, as opposed to you know, 2010 or 1980 or, you know, a different time where uh, I think folks are generally more accepting now. And I think you've got to be honest and you've got to be truthful, but I do understand that not every situation is necessarily going to be the healthiest to come out. You know, if you're a teenager and you are at home and you know your parents are not supportive, could be hard as hell. And I totally, totally, totally get that. Um, you know, my, my fondest hope is that those folks can find someone, uh, a friend, uh, a, a teacher, a guidance counselor, uh, you know, it's who, you know, someone folks like us, you know, utilize the internet to your, your advantage. Um, there are a lot of folks out there like you, like me, who are, varying degrees of public 
uh, enough that if if you reach out, you know, happy to talk. You know, I think that was you know the, when I I was nervous as heck when I emailed um, Hannah McKnight to say, hey, uh, I'm doing this thing. Would you be willing to post about it? But like, even though like it's too late, it's already on the internet, Chris. Like, there's no <laughs> you're, you're not exactly hiding at this point. But you just don't know what kind of a response you're going to get, uh, and you know everyone's afraid of being outed uh, against their will. And uh, but there are resources out there, and there there are there's more support than I think you probably realize. It's just a matter of of figuring out where the best place is to to find that support and to get that support, um, and. Uh, and, and then to just to just do it, uh, you really to, to to go out there and not to be afraid to put yourself out there a little bit, and be honest with yourself first. I think that's that's so very important. You're the poster girl, poster boy of what it means to be the, you know, the right cross dresser. If there's a right or wrong one, or the <laughs> right person who's who's their authentic self, right? We we talk about it on the podcast. CR talks about it. I talk about it. Just be yourself. Be who you are. And the trouble is, though, and we've talked about it in last week's episode, we talk about it here, is what if you don't have that support or what if you don't have the people to help you be yourself? Because if you don't have the support, like luckily you have a wonderful wife and wonderful kids who are woke, are understanding. It's just like it's scary when you don't have that, right? And I'm so glad you have it. And for those who are listening... Don't think they don't have it. You have us. You now have Chris, who, who um, you know, has Dressember. You see this. Do you see yourself? Someone can see yourself like, wow, this person's being themselves. And I don't know. I guess that's kind of awesome. And, and I will say, like, that is not to to say that um, getting fully dressed up is not enormous fun. Um, I uh, last uh, in in the before times, the before COVID times, I was. Uh, a, um, a trivia host, a bar trivia host. And so um, one of the places where I'd hosted is a, a local drag bar. And um, so the the staff at the, the bar is fantastic. And uh, they're really, really great. And uh, they had, a, they, they were getting a very different crowd for trivia night than they were getting for the drag shows. And uh, so I, I offered, I said, you know, like I will throw myself on my sword and uh, I will do uh, trivia night and drag. And um, uh, they weren't convinced that it would, that it would fly. And they were like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And so um, I had wound up having a, a fantastic conversation with the, the owner of the bar, who's one of the local Queens here. Uh, and, um, and she said, she said, you know, I feel like, you know, if we were to do uh, a drag trivia night, if, if, if you, me, I were to do a drag trivia night, uh, she said, do you want my, my, my honest opinion? I said, yeah, go for it. Uh, and she said, I think you'd be doing it for you more than for the, the patron. And I was like, all right, yeah, full disclosure. Yeah, all right, totally. Um, because they were just, they were, they were drawing, uh, you know, a, a trivia crowd, and then they were drawing an entirely separate drag, drag crowd. And so, as it turns out then, again, now COVID, but... Uh, they wound up uh, finding one of their regular queens to host trivia night, and uh, it's gone really well, and it, and it's been wonderful. Uh, you know, going all out and hair and makeup and everything uh, is really enormous, uh, enormous fun. Uh, and so, whether that's 
uh, you know, at a, a local drag bar or for Halloween or for uh, just a house, whatever you want to do. Again, it ties into like being your authentic self and whether you think you pass or not, or whether your makeup skills are good or it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it really doesn't. Uh, you just, uh, you need to be uh, the, the most you that you can possibly be. Uh, and then the, the, the chips will, will fall where they're going to fall. And I think, and as I said, more and more, I think that's going to be a, a, an increasingly positive experience. It'll take time, but it'll get there. So you work at a drag bar or you just host uh, the drag or host like trivia night? No, I, did, I just hosted bar. trivia night there. Just um, they, they were looking to, to drum up business. And so they hired uh, the company that I, I worked part-time for uh, to, do, um, to do quiz nights. Ah, okay, okay. Because I'm, I'm super interested in that. Like that seems like something the podcast would be interested in is something that, um, have you done more drag nights when you go to drag shows? You, you said you've dressed up just for that one time, or you? I've only done stage drag that one time. Okay, okay. And how was it? Um, as I said, it was it was completely terrifying, but uh, it was super duper fun, super duper fun. And I think the joy of doing um, stage drag, um, you know, is there's no expectation at all that the that you are going to conform to any particular gender norm up there. Um, and there are drag queens who are bald and there are drag queens who have beards and there are drag queens who um, you could pass on the street and not even blink because they present as entirely female and not even um, like stand out. Uh, and so I think that there's such a, a spectrum there that I don't even claim to be uh, uh, tangentially uh, attached to. I think it's it's something I, I'm a, you know, a fan of and I enjoy uh, going to shows, but um, it, it's a skill set that, um, uh, it, it's an art, it's a talent like, like any other uh, that takes years of, of practice and uh, training and, and skills. Uh, and I am uh, amazed at the, the talents of um, the, the folks who, who do it and do it well and do it consistently. Yes. I mean, I love, I love drag. I've never actually done drag myself, but, um, cause the performance aspect of drag is quite intimidating to me. I'm like, I mean, you have to dance lip sync and lip sync and like do like, you know, some people do like twirls and like <laughs> freaking like, you know, there's like, like acrobatics involved. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you, you can bend that way. Right. I didn't know that. <laughs> Well, I think that's, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there's a, uh, one of the other local bar, bar drag bars, uh, used to do like, they called it, it was like an amateur night or something along those lines. Um, and, you know, I think of their opportunities and, you know, depending on where you are in the country and when you're listening to this, uh, you know, the, the level of, of openness of your local bars and, and how late they're open and what you can do and what you can't do and whatnot. But, um, you know, if, uh, I, I think to have opportunities for folks, judgment-free opportunities for folks uh, to put themselves out there in public, I think can really be uh, a, a golden opportunity to to for for folks who might otherwise not have an opportunity to to do that. Uh, you know, they're to be able to 
to just really throw yourself whole hog into it um, in a in a, a full drag setting uh, is uh, such an adventure, like really such an adventure. Um, and uh, you know, I'm sure at some point that opportunity will present itself again uh, for me. But um, uh, it's uh, it really is a lot of fun. So where are you located exactly? I'm in uh, New York. Oh, you're in New York. So in general, the acceptance factor is quite high, right? I figure. Yeah, I mean, I'm in uh, one of the smaller New York cities, so I'm I'm not I'm in Western New York. Um, but I think you'll generally find, you know, the closer you are to a, a city, the a city or a, a college town or something along those lines, the more openness you'll find. Um, the city tends to be uh, a, a pretty liberal one, which is great, uh, and and. You know, the fact that we have multiple drag bars and the fact that I can walk around a target in a skirt and 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 it's cool, um, I think is it certainly says something about uh, about this town. But again, it ties into, you know, I know that every every situation is different and every everyone has their own personal relationships and their own personal situations that, you know, it's it's hard for me to say like, oh hey, just Tell your spouse you do this or just wear a skirt to target but um I, I guess it's not as scary as you think it is was this the 11th 11 days in we're recording this and uh you know i had to pick up my car from the shop this morning and uh you ever go to a, a shop wearing a wearing a dress uh, <laughs> a mechanic uh, that is not like stereotypically the type of situation that you would think would be comfortable but having built up you know my public my own public confidence over the last couple of days uh not only was it uh, super positive but then the guys at the shop donated so like uh you know when i when i say that the acceptance is is much more uh readily out there than you think it is like it really legitimately is but the fact i think that you you hold yourself so confidently i think is key in in just making people accept who you are and also you yourself it's almost like the fake it till you make it sort of thing i don't know if you've always had this you know confidence in your male self and it's just translated into dress wearing chris i don't know if that's true <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I do think that's that's certainly part of it. Uh, you know, the fact that I do, you know, host trivia nights, and the fact that uh, you know I'm not afraid to, you know, as my male self, get uh, you know on a stage and, and like an open mic night or something along those lines. Like I will do mic nights uh, every day of the week. So I think that that confidence is is partially me and just you know being myself, um, and it's just. Uh, instead of wearing a, you know, a rock t-shirt and jeans like I do the other 11 months out of the year, uh, I'm wearing a sweater dress and leopard print tights today. Uh, that's just what it is. It definitely, it, I feel like it does take a certain amount of confidence to be able to pull that off. Um, but it's exhilarating when you do it. I will say that. Let's see. Um See, talk to kids, um, talk about your wife. Uh, have you come out to family? Your family's totally okay with it? I know they've supported you and 
whatnot. None of them were like, ill, Chris, what? Like no bad reactions or anything for you coming out? I did get uh, a little bit of, of pushback from my dad. Uh, who, Ooh. You know, is, is in his 70s and, you know, obviously grew up in a very, very different time. But um, I think, you know, the he's and, uh, you know, obviously I'm sure there are folks who just say nothing, uh, which is fine. But for, you know, I look as a parent at my kids, uh, you know, and I say, you know, I'm, I'm doing the right thing because I'm showing them that not only can, you know, it, not only is it important for you to just be yourself and, and you can do what you want to do and, and uh, you know, live your life, but I also know uh, that they can then be resources for their friends. And so, you know, to, to be able for, for them to be able to say to a friend who may be struggling, uh, you know, Hey, it's okay. You can talk to me. Uh, you know, I'm there for you and, and be that support system for other people because they see it modeled in me. I think that far, far outweighs any negative or gruff or uh, uh, any weird looks at the grocery store, quite honestly, because, you know, to know that, uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm, my wife and I are raising a couple of kids who are going to be openly supportive of, uh, people just you know their friends and and uh, that means the world to me i mean it it's almost to the point with our kids where like they almost drive me nuts sometimes because we'll be driving and like someone will cut me off ever and be like oh that guy's driving like an idiot and like my daughter who's 11 will wheel on me and be like how do you know there was a guy why do you assume that i'm like all right this is not the time like right now, like can't I just have my little three seconds of road rage and not, but like they, they, they think of this stuff. Like that's the way that the, 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 the times that they're growing up in. And, um, uh, you know, the fact that dad's wearing a dress, uh, and is confident in that, uh, and is not afraid to just zip out to the store. Uh, I think, that shows them something. And I think that, I think it's, it's really been the, the positives have far, far, far outweighed any potential negatives for me. Uh, I'm snapping my fingers in the air just cause it's like, yas to your daughter. So <laughs> it's like, yas, like that's, I think it brings like so much joy in my like heart when I hear how, wonderful the future could be when you tell about like the wonderful beautiful great children and woke children you're raising because you know here in the podcast and i think you would agree i think and anyone who listens to this who wants a better future is we've got to create it by, by teaching the younger generation the right way not saying that the our older generation taught us wrong. You know, they didn't know about this stuff. A lot of it was, wasn't known to them. So we are learning as we're going and, you know, change is hard. And a lot of the older ideas, you know, are 
aren't so willing to change. And it's it comes down to us and our children and the people we raise or the people we teach, I think, is so important. So, yes. Yes to you, Chris. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ugh, God, like I'm, I'm still happy. I'm so happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- what did what did you do to your children? Like, how do we tell every other parent to do this? Like, what can we learn from you? What are you doing to your kids? Are you giving them like vaccinations of this? <laughs> what is it, girl? What is it you're telling them? How do you, how do you raise children like yours? Seriously, you know, I think it, it's sort of twofold. I think one. You've always been, uh, you know, really, really, I mean, as honest as you can be with kids, you know, I mean, you, you they ask questions, they ask a million questions and, uh, you know, we try to provide them with information and we try to, uh, you know, show them where they can get information that is good and is, 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 uh, complete, uh, and then help them draw conclusions from that, you know, and we try to help them, uh, uh, you know, grow and understand and, and, and listen and, and learn from, from anyone and everyone. Uh, and uh, we, when our kids were younger, we joined a Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. And, uh, you know, church for me was always like, what, church? No, like I grew up Catholic and no. But uh, being a uh, members of a, a UU uh, fellowship, it's a really, really welcoming, open space. And, uh, you know, they're meeting and interacting with folks who are different from them uh, and have been since they were little tiny babies. And I think, uh, you know, they don't even stuff that would be, uh, you know, like a, a, a conversation starter or like a major uh, uh, thing that we would notice uh, as, you know, middle-aged people uh, is like stuff they don't even think of, stuff they don't even think is is unusual. Like it's not unusual that they have friends with lesbian parents or gay parents or single parents or, uh, you know, uh, biracial parents or anything along those lines because they've that... They've always known folks in all those situations so that when something outside what what we would, and again, I'm using air quotes, would consider normal, you know, like the typical nuclear man, woman, two and a half kids family, like that's not, there's, that's not unusual to them. Uh, it's just they, they meet people where they are and, and they're accepting, accepting and, and welcoming of folks where they are. And I think... Uh, being having raised them uu i think has really helped that because they've learned from folks who are not us because ultimately like we are the typical you know man woman two kid american family like we are very very much the stereotypical suburban family uh and so you know when you know we we take them to black lives matter marches and we take it like i marched with them in the the uh, the pride parade in New York city. Cause, uh, and like, and that was one of those moments that like, as a parent was just the most incredible thing. And now I'm going completely off tangent, but, um, we did a, uh, our, the, the campus brought, um, folks, uh, busload of students into the New York city pride parade. 
several years ago now. And um, my wife had to work, I think. And so I couldn't leave the kids home alone. So I was like, let's go, kids. So we hopped on the bus and uh, we went into the New York City Pride Parade. And they rode on a float, uh, waving a rainbow flag the entire uh, Pride Parade, which was just incredible. And uh, two summers ago, when the, we did the Pride Parade here, uh, here in Rochester, um, uh, we marched again. And uh, my son borrowed the literally largest rainbow flag I've ever seen. Uh, and he twirled that rainbow flag the whole way uh, from start to finish of that parade. And um, like just the fact that we're like, that's the, the world that they're living in, um, I think is, is what's making that happen. Like I would love to take credit for it. Um, but I think, I guess in taking credit, it's just that we're, we're showing them and we're showing them uh, the reality of, of, you know, what, what people are in 2020 and, and, you know, the fact that everyone is their own person. And as I said earlier, like every place you may be on that spectrum or any spectrum is valid and important and, uh, uh, and valued. I think, uh, I think that's, that's what's done it for us as parents. It's just really constantly reinforcing that. Uh, wow. Uh, how do we adopt your kids? Um, <laughs> as the like flagship kids for, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I, that is probably the, I, again, I'm not a parent, but it, that's probably in my eyes, again, not a parent, the ideal way to raise kids, to expose them to this wonderful world of like acceptance of whatever you are to love you know you are this is probably hippie giselle talking you know peace everywhere man you know like <laughs> make love more i mean it's i i live in that world i mean I, you know i'm i'm a lover not a fighter sort of person but like i think what you're doing is fucking amazing like yas I, take them to a pride parade like yeah let's go like, that's <laughs> fucking great like i mean if my parents ever took me to pride parade at you know i was like five or six i'm like wow it's really colorful here mom dad like <laughs> but it's 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 exposing them and i think the the increased exposure to trans people to cross-dressers to the lgbtq community to to anyone will reduce your fear because that's what it is right people are scared of cross-dressers or scared of trans people because you know freaking I'm not going to name certain politicians, but they say, oh, these people are hiding in your bathrooms ready to rape you or, you know, to put it lightly, right, I guess. Right, exactly. Like that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So what you're doing, I think, is fucking amazing to expose kids who are the next generation to acceptance, to this idea that, hey, these people are normal. <laughs> They're not going to fucking rape you. They're not going to hit, you know, hurt your children or God, it's like that kind of mentality and that kind of rhetoric is so detrimental to the LGBTQ community that makes people have to be like, well, no, you can't share our bathrooms or no, you can't play in our sports because you weren't born this way. And it's like, what, what? I don't know. Yeah. You, 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 you can, you, I'm sure you want to elaborate or you can, that sort of thing. But yeah. 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 No, I just, I, I completely agree. I think, um, 
it's a different world now, as I said, that than we grew up, than our parents grew up. And um, I think it, it really is a good thing. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, it's, it's a scary time right now because there are just too many people in positions of power who are terrified of, of different and are terrified of, of change. Uh, and, uh, and I think that is, is exceptionally scary. And I think that's part of the reason why kids don't come out and why people don't come out. Uh, and, you know, as a, a heterosexual cisgender guy, uh, you know, there's like, oh, well, why are you going to a pride parade? Uh, like that's, you know, I don't identify as, as a member of the LGBTQ community. Uh, you know, why, why are you there? Why are you mar like that? You should leave the marching to uh, the, the, the folks who are, are members of the community for us to go and to be there uh, is, is to help create uh, that space, you know, to help uh, create that space where the LGBTQ community can, can be, safe and and be supported and be loved and be shown um and i think that's it's crucial that we're there for that support i i know you say cisgender and i i this is the, this is the biggest contention between podcasts probably and most things is and crossdressers is where do crossdressers fit in the transgender thing i still think crossdressers if you crossdress i still think you're transgender because you're still kind of trying to present or even just exhibiting yourself as you know the opposite sex i don't know but if you just like wearing dresses i guess that doesn't make you right well, I think, you know i think you know as a as a word like as a dictionary definition word transgender you know across gender guess what like wearing a dress to target is absolutely across gender there's no question in my mind um, right right but uh you know it, i I, th I don't i would never want to uh, you know, equate my experience with, uh, you know, the experience uh, of someone who, uh, you know, is, is uh, you know, dealing with, you know, gender dysphoria, you know, or, or um, uh, you know, that, I, that's a very different thing to me. Uh, and again, it's not that one is necessarily more or less valid than the other. Um, it's just different. Uh, and I think I don't, you know, I have a, a family members and friends who are trans and I, and I, I, what I feel what they're going through, what they deal with on a daily basis is very, very different than me just wearing a dress to target because at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, when I take off the dress, uh, and I just put on jeans and t-shirt, I'm still, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just a cisgender guy and I can walk into Target and no one will even blink. Whereas that's not the reality that they're necessarily dealing with. You know, they're, when you're, you know, and that comes back to the question of, of passing or not passing. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a, it, their reality is very different, I think, most likely than mine would be. Uh, and so I don't, I don't ever want to take away, you know, just because I can put on or take off a dress uh, uh, from what that experience is. I don't, that's, I just feel like that's, it's very different. Um, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize that at all. 
And I think like part of it too, and I think what makes it uh, uh, tricky, you know, or not, uh, thank you, dog, um, is that like for me, it, like, it is just, you know, I, I put on a dress or I don't put on a dress. And I think that there are people who don't, who don't get it or don't want to get it uh, who will say, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, sure, you say you're trans, uh, but you have male sexual parts, so take off the dress, you're really a guy. Uh, well, that's, that's, not, that's not true. <laughs> that's not reality. Uh, and so like, that's why I would say, uh, you know, the, the experience is very different. Yes. Okay. Um, well, thank you for all those answers. Sorry. We can wrap it up. Uh, I know I have to get going soon too. Um, but, you know, I end with asking the question for all my guests. In a perfect world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender, Chris, what does that look like to you? What does it look like to me? Um, I think my perfect world, um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say for me, uh, it would be the, uh, and I apologize if you're hearing my dog whining at the Amazon truck that just pulled up in front of the house. Um, I would say dog. Um, my, <laughs> uh, my ideal answer to that question um, would be, uh, you know, the, Ability to go to, uh, to to be able to, to go to Target and uh, not like literally in whatever you want to wear uh, for me and uh, like I think that's um, you know the 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 best case scenario for me for me Chris personally uh, you know I don't um, don't have the time to. Put on makeup every day and <laughs> go through. Uh, I just don't. Um, I'll do it for fun uh, at times, um, but for uh, you know, I think the the a world where um, it, you know folks are accepted for what they're wearing and who they are, uh, regardless of what they're wearing, I think is is um, you know your a, a best case scenario. Yes. Yes. It yes. worked. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on the podcast. Do you want to give a quick shout out to your dress number here, and I'll post the link with yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, if you're uh, if you're watching this or listening to this before uh, the end of December 2020, um, if you go to uh, Dress Ember site, uh, you can actually search by name. It's just uh, dressember.org, dot org, and you can search me by name. Um, there are a couple of us actually uh, who are uh, on the, the sort of the leaderboard, if you will, um, who are uh, guys who are wearing dresses. Dressember says uh, to be more inclusive, uh, you can either wear a dress or a tie every day for a month. Uh, and on my landing page there, it says uh, ties are boring. I hate ties so much. Uh, and so I thought it'd be way much more fun to wear a dress every day. And, uh, and so I'm doing it. And there are a couple of us who are, uh, who are, identify as male and yet are wearing dresses for, for charity. And, uh, it's really been, uh, it's really been wonderful, 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 wonderful. And just the fact that I am as of this recording in the top 20 December advocates in the country is stunning to me. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that's, uh, it really shows that, uh, I am doing the right thing and I'm surrounded myself with wonderful people who will support, uh, an important cause, uh, and 
you know, to, to help victims of, of trafficking and, and to help get them the support that they need. Uh, it's really great. Yes, yes, woo, yes. Um, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You. Hello, dog. Get your Amazon package. Yes. And, all right, talk to you yeah. soon. Thanks. All right. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And there you have it, my curious conversation with the ever-so-wonderful Chris D'Orso, where we discussed a variety of topics, including raising his woke children, gaining the confidence to go out as a cross-dresser, and Dressember, which is a foundation, again, that aims to help end human trafficking. You can find more information about Dressember by going to www.dressember2020.fundraise.org, and you can find Chris's page where you can donate on his behalf by going to dressember2020.fundraise.org forward slash fundraiser forward slash Chris hyphen Dorso. Or you can just Google Chris Dorso and Dressember and you'll find his page, which is what I did. And as I'm recording this on that page, Chris has raised almost $4,000, which is fantastic because human trafficking is something that I don't believe is talked about enough in the mainstream. And until we shed more light on how big and pervasive the issue really is, we're not going to stop it anytime soon. So go to dressember2020.fundraise.org and help Chris as he and Dressember helps to end human trafficking. As for the rest of the stuff here on the podcast, remember we still have a question of the month that you, the Cross Yas listener, can answer, which is, what is the best thing that's happened to you this year, 2020? It's almost the end of the year, so there's still stuff that can happen to you, which I know 2020 might have sucked for a multitude of reasons, but I want you to tell me some of the positive things that happened to you so I can share it on the podcast. And you can still send me your answers via email, giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast. Or again, if you'd like to go over to Discord, which is a different kind of app, think, you know, like a chat rooms, like, and just a place where you can talk to other crossdressers, you can find me and the Crossyas podcast by going to our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. And you can click on the Discord link and you can talk to us directly pretty much 24 7. Sierra and I are constantly there, as are other Cross Yas listeners, and um, I don't know, you, you'll you'll love it. So just go over there and check us out. I'll have another episode. I'll have another episode up soon where I'll talk about porn. So stay tuned for that. And lastly, if you haven't already, support us on Patreon because you know we'd love it if you could, because we love the support and you can get bonus content. But that's all for this episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And until next time, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. 